What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Good morning, Baltimore. <laughs> oh my God. Hello, Daddy Gang. This is your dad, the person that gave the other person sperm to make you fucking happen. <laughs> I want to give you a little bit of context of where I am, what I'm doing, what is happening right now. I'm sitting on my floor in my studio that I'm currently building. And I've now done two interviews in here, which by this time, I don't know if I'll have uploaded after Jamie Lynn Spears, my next huge guest, but we just recorded in here. Let me give you where I'm at right now. So I'm staring at my computer from afar while I'm sitting on the ground and it says 36 minutes. And what does 36 minutes mean to you? Nothing, nothing. But to me, 36 minutes means that the world gets to see part two of Call Her Daddy's Jamie Lynn Spears series. This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with Sparkling Ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants. Iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor. Sparkling Ice. Anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Daddy Gang. I get that there are some things you don't want to share, but bottling everything up inside can truly have some awful consequences. I remember growing up, I guess, honestly, the, the truth is I was getting bullied and I was like so embarrassed to tell my family that because at home I was fine, but at school it was tough for me. And I just remember feeling so awful about myself and I kept it to myself and I dealt with it by myself. And it literally just caused truly maybe like a decade of trauma. And later in life, now that I've processed it, I'm like, damn, I would have been so much better off if I had just talked to someone about it. It didn't even have to be my parents. Talking helps a lot. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I have had such an incredible relationship and experience with therapy. I was so ready to get better and to better myself and understand myself more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists whenever you need to for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash daddy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash daddy. Two years ago, I became pregnant with a baby I desperately wanted. During a routine ultrasound, I learned that the fetus would have a fatal condition and never survive. I had to flee my own state to receive treatment. I think Donald Trump bears an incredible amount of responsibility for these restrictive laws. We need leaders that will protect our rights, and that's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. 36 minutes means that the world gets to see part two of Call Her Daddy's Jamie Lynn Spears series. 
This has been the biggest fucking headache I've top three in terms of this job and something just not quite working out for multiple reasons. Karma. No. I'm sitting here and for some fucking reason, part one, just to give you guys like the behind the scenes, part one of Jamie Lynn Spears goes out so smoothly. And this was the first video podcast that I've ever done. So usually you don't get to watch my podcasts and Spotify gave me the option and immediately I was like, oh my God, fuck yes. Let's do a video version for Jamie Lynn. Little did I know that that meant 10 times more work. I finished editing, to give you guys context, like I finished editing the audio like five days ago for both parts, but the video is disgustingly, it takes so fucking long. And people may say, well, Alex, why don't you hire someone for that? You know, big deal, big opportunities, big connections. Well, when you are a hands-on psycho, I would rather die than see an editor touch at least my first video version of a podcast. That's fair to say. This episode is like the biggest, most downloaded, most watched episode basically of Call Her Daddy already in less than 24 hours of uploading it. And it's got a billion impressions. Anyone thinking they would touch the video? No. So I've been editing this video all by my lonesome. And part two is from the same day recorded as part one interview. Great. I get the video done. But the biggest issue was that part two was recorded over half of part two was recorded over Zoom. I was trying to stay up with the story as much as I could before part two gets released. And there's a shit ton that was going on on the internet that I was like, I I need to have Jamie Lynn address this. And hopefully one day I can have other parties on to address their side. I'm listening back to part two and like Jamie Lynn, like this shit is so fucking vague. I'm not uploading this. And so I ask her team if she can get back on zoom with me, she gets back on zoom and we do basically like another 30 to 40 minutes on fucking zoom for part two. I basically waited to Zoom with Jamie Lynn to the very last moment so I could collect all the information that was coming out on the internet, all the documents, as much as I could, and ask her. And even now, just to give you guys context, right as we finished our Zoom, like two hours later, three new like documents came out. But it's like, they're gonna just keep coming in, like debunking the rumors and like, no. I did my job. I did as much as I could in the moment with, with the information I had. And then I go to start editing the Zoom part into the other part of part two that I already had edited. And it is literally 10 p.m. last night and I start exporting. And every single fucking time that I export this file, all the audio and the video is lagged and it's off. So like you see me talking, but you don't even hear me until like five seconds later. So my mouth is moving, which is honestly probably some of you would love that. I'm, my mouth is moving, but you can't hear me. I'm on mute. My nightmare. I need to be heard. I need to be seen for a podcast, you know? So that was the first moment that I was like, this is so fucking annoying. I never want to do a video version again. This takes three times as much work than just doing a fucking podcast version. Obviously, when Spotify is giving me the information of the numbers, guys, look inward. You guys, some of you are pissed, some of you are salivating and so happy and are we're happy to hear from this person, but it was interesting to see like it says a lot about our society when they all are mad, but everyone tunes in and 
I'm not saying that in like a sadistic way. It was just interesting to see like people that are mad. It's like, you just can't help yourself. So I did my job. I, I asked the questions that I, I thought were the questions that needed to be answered. But I'm sitting on my floor right now. It is Wednesday. No, it's Thursday. It's Thursday at 7.30 in the morning on January 19th. I haven't uploaded part two. So there's a Spotify person coming over to my house right now to pick up a drive. And they're going to then take that drive back to their house. And they're going to upload that on their computer. And hopefully it will then upload to the internet. I've been getting calls from so many fucking people ever since Jamie Lynn Spears walked out my house after we did that interview. Are you going to add this? Are you going to add this? What are you going to do about this? And I'm like, chill. Everybody needs to fucking chill out. People were like, why are you giving people? And it's not just Jamie Lynn. There's been multiple people throughout my series that people are like, why are you giving these people platforms? People were like, oh, well, and I'm like, no, that's not, I'm on to my next person. I'm going to interview another person. I'm going to have more guests on that. I just want you, the point of this is it's fun. Like we, it causes us to think and it causes conversation. And I don't know. I thought it was funny when people like cancel, call her daddy. And I'm like, yes, call her daddy is canceled boop okay uploading part two see fuckers next wednesday it's a wild job i have but i take it with great responsibility and i'm also having a really good time with it and i'm having fun and the point of you know media these days it's always like don't give people platforms silence them silence them no if i think someone has a story that can be interesting and entertaining to be told even if it's controversial, even if you do, if it makes you feel uneasy, that is the beauty of media. We can give people the opportunity to speak and you don't have to agree. Oh my God, the Spotify rep is calling. Hold on, goodbye. Okay, hello, I'm back. Um, so my Spotify tech person just came by and I just gave her my SD card, which had the file on it. And you know, guys, I don't want to bore you with the details, but at first I had exported it as an H264 file and that was causing glitches because it's a high bitrate version. And so I tried to dumb it down and go for the Apple ProRes, but it exported as an MXF file, which is not good, which is not good. MXF file, that will put you in the fucking ringer in the doghouse in hell. Don't ever export on an MXF file, but it wasn't supposed to. And then I started looking into it and I looked at the MOV file files and the MOV files look like they could sync up video and audio better, but I had to clear my cache. So I went and I cleared my cache and then I went into my trash and I went into my render settings and I took out all my render settings. I changed everything. I tried to basically recalibrate all of it and I deleted as much as I possibly could. I use Adobe Premiere to edit my podcast, which is really fucking interesting. Before I did video, I still edit on Adobe Premiere, which is a video uh, application. I should probably be editing in an audio thing, but now that I'm doing video, it's perfect. I was ahead of the game. So I'm doing it on Adobe Premiere. And so I I went to instead export on Adobe media encoder, media encoder. Everyone's like, wow, so this is call her daddy. Why am I not learning about sucking and fucking write notes, bitches, because you'll be able to talk shop with any tech person you come into contact with. Oh, you fuck with the MXFs. I heard those are bad news. Those are bad news. I'm more of an MOV MP3 H264 kind of gal. So finally my export worked. And now this woman drove all the way from Pasadena, which is like 40 minutes from where I live. And she came, she got it. And now she is on her way home. We are going to hope that she gets this uploaded soon. And I hopefully am going to get back into bed. I slept maybe a total of like, 
I would say like an hour and a half to two, a solid two hours last night. I think I'm going to go take a weed gummy. I'm going to get high as fuck. I'm going to curl up with Henry and I'm going to make my boyfriend, uh, um, what am I going to make him do? I was going to say bring me food, but like, I can't even think about food right now. I need to sleep first and then I'll get a good bacon, egg and cheese. Um, and that is that. And that is facts. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to leave. I'm going to stop ruining everyone's day and I'm going to go. Goodbye. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. Do you ever find yourself looking at your full wardrobe, but still feeling like you got nothing to wear? Well, gather around, daddy gang, Saks.com. You're going to find instant inspiration for that date night, for that impromptu vacation, okay? Maybe you need a new dress because one of your friends is getting married soon, okay? So if you're looking for a new style or want to build a better relationship with your closet, then head to Saks.com to shop for everything on your agenda. This episode is brought to you by Monday Hair Care. Daddy gang, nobody likes Mondays. Am I right? (laughs) We're all sobbing. We're all sobbing and we're barely getting out of bed on a Monday. But Monday Hair Care is here to flip the script with its award-winning formulas. No more bad hair days. Daddy gang, Monday Hair Care is turning Mondays into a reason to celebrate good hair, which I love, thank God, with seven new products like a leave-in conditioner, dry shampoo, a curl line, and body wash. And daddy gang, every single thing is under 10 dollars. Yes. And the smell is to die for. Okay. I want my hair smelling like something that Matt wants to be engulfed in. I want him to come out to me and go, oh my God, you smell me. Oh my God. <laughs> what is that in your hair? So daddy gang, reclaim the week with Monday at all leading retailers. Visit mondayhaircare.com to find a stockist near you. This episode is brought to you by Prime Video. I am a certified rom-com addict. I love watching movies and shows that are funny and cute and romantic and make me want to cuddle up to Matt, okay? And Prime Video feeds that addiction. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Donald Glover, and Maya Erskine kind of love each other, kind of hate each other, and really love to rip each other's clothes off. Dare I say better than the original. My Lady Jane, a hilarious, heartwarming, and sometimes steamy historical reimagining of the story of Lady Jane Grey. You can watch both of these and a whole lot more on Prime Video. You can also indulge in even more rom-com classics by adding channels like Max, Stars, and Paramount+. Plus. Prime Video, find your favorite flirty rom-coms all in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazon prime for details. We are, we are going on a school trip. It's bring your kids to work day, motherfuckers. I'm a thoughtful father. I'm not a deadbeat father. Leave you so let me take you to a little place I like to go. So warm, so cozy in my heart. I love to go to the forest of the forest. Questions! I'm the motherfucking white baby! Let us get into it. Daddy, I'm so happy to be back. Let's go. Number one. Daddy, how do you deal with long distance in a family aspect? I'm about to move for the first time in nine... Oh, I thought in 19 years. No, for the first time 19 hours away. I'm kind of freaking out since I'm so close with my family. Do you have any tips? Okay, this... uh, 
although this is about a family i have a um a trick that one of my good friends jackie taught me not jackie shimmel my childhood friend told me this one thing and it stuck with me and she said she does long distance with her boyfriend and they had this rule that whenever they were visiting each other whether he was visiting her she was visiting him before they left that trip they would plan and not just plan their next time they're seeing each other they would book it so like they had something immediately to look forward to try to put on the calendar and stick to it specific times that either you will go home and see your family or they will come and see you. I just think, and I'm so bad at this. So ever since my friend told me this, I've tried to get better at it with friends and even with my family, my family's in Pennsylvania. I'm in Los Angeles and like I have to make way more of an effort, but when you do and when you plan those dates, you feel so much better, even if it's like five months away you have that date and you you can talk about it and plan it etc and it gives you something to look forward to also facetiming literally schedule facetime dates um i find that like a lot of times when it's just like a oh let's just facetime later tonight and it never happens like literally schedule like hey Wednesday night are our FaceTime dates. Like, let me hear about how your week is going. Like, let's give ourselves a break. Let's have a glass of wine. Let's like FaceTime with the family. Little things like that can go a long way. Where do you want your wedding to be? Church, destination wedding? What's your vibe? I don't know if I'll ever get married, but I don't know. And if I did, I would never get married in a church or have a big ceremony. I would want like my, only my family there. And I would want like no one to know. How to show your ex and his new girl that you don't give a fuck when they're in your extended friend group. Okay, that's like a hard dynamic. I'm not going to be an asshole. Like I get it. If you're in a friend group and every time you guys are going out and stuff, your ex sometimes is there with his new girl. That sucks. I would say, I know this is so hard, but you literally have to try to train yourself that they are just another human being in the extended friend group when you're all hanging out and like don't give them weird eye contact don't avoid eye contact try as hard as you possibly can and I know it's hard to train yourself mold them into just another average joe in the extended friend group and also don't over try like I I can see people trying to like perform and be like I will show him like he's gonna see I am thriving and I'm doing shots on the bar and standing on top and taking my top off wow she's trying so hard like be yourself do exactly what you would have been doing how many years ago when you met your ex in that kind of bar like what was your vibe be doing that with people and don't change yourself because if you change yourself it looks like it's affecting you I don't know anyone that would be like it's so like not even an issue and it's like so totally fine that my ex and his new girl are here that person has been inside of you that person you had really intimate moments with that person you probably told a lot of really intimate details about your life to so that's not a normal dynamic to just be like chilling in and not have any feelings I think the more that you can embrace those feelings and know those are there and then try to adjust accordingly is the way I would go not being over the top not being awkward and avoiding they're just another couple basically that's in the group and like you wouldn't go and like talk to a couple unless they're your best best friends like you can avoid them but don't avoid like eye contact and be awkward if you like run into them also this is a perfect scenario to have a friend be your accountability buddy I hate I fucking hate let a friend in on how you're nervous and you don't really know how to act and legit have check-ins with them throughout the night and straight up ask 
Am I acting like a weirdo? Friends are so helpful in those situations because they can see it from a third point of view. And you can also have her to lean on. So maybe when there is like a moment of silence, etc., and you feel a little awkward, she's right there for you. What to do when moving in with my boyfriend? It's changed our relationship slash dynamic. Well, I'm assuming you're insinuating it's for the worst, not the better. Please help me. My relationship is thriving now that I've moved in. Oh my God, help. No, clearly you're saying something has shifted and maybe it's not. Maybe the spark isn't there as much. Maybe you guys have got comfortable. Maybe you're recognizing something in him that you don't like. Moving in with a partner is one of the biggest telltales of like, why did I just say telltales? Telltale signs. Is that a saying? Moving in with a partner is basically going to give you like a huge answer. Like there's so many signs like, is this person the one? Is this person the one? But I would say one of the biggest things that you can do to get your answer is living with someone because you're truly getting to see this person because that is their home now and they're going to act like they're in their home and they're going to let loose and they're going to be themselves. And that's so different than you just like having nice nights at one of your apartments and then one of you goes home or like a couple nights a week you stay together. Like it's so different when you live with someone. If you are moving in with a partner and you start to see things that you don't like, don't avoid those things. Moving in with someone is such an amazing way to gauge if this is actually supposed to be long-term. So if you're seeing things that you don't like from this person, then you have to gauge well what are the things that you're actually saying you don't like about this person is it because he leaves the seat up you know for the toilet (laughs) because disrespect I mean you got to leave is it that you just feel like we don't really have sex as much anymore and we've kind of gotten into a rut that can be worked out if both parties want to work on it you need to set date night time I forget where I saw this I think it was on a TikTok there is something about seeing your partner in a different light once you've gotten super comfortable with them that turns you on and can like reinvigorate that flame what I mean by that is be at a bar with another another couple or go out with friends like I'll admit it like every time I go out with my boyfriend to like a bar or we're out with like a big group of people I like look at him differently I'm like oh my god like sometimes I forget how hot you are like oh my god you are so attractive and you're so smart and like oh my god I'm looking at how all these people are looking at you and like now I'm turned on and now I want to go home and get you to myself so it's like putting yourself in situations especially when you live together to break out of the routine that you guys beautifully put put in place together that has to somewhat kind of happen when you live together find ways to take yourselves out of that so that when you come home it's like a new experience. So I hope that helps, daddy. Love you. Hi, queen. Love you. Advice on how to date if you legitimately hate dating apps and want to meet people organically. Okay, let's just put it on the table that dating apps are a fucking headache and also can be so incredible. A friend of ours was like, oh, I fucking hate the dating apps and she's single. And we were like, I totally get it. Maybe you're not in a place where you want to get into dating apps. And I so totally get that. You got to put in work. And I don't know if you've had a bad experience, but that's okay. That's fine. Then you need to be actively putting yourself in situations. If you do want to find someone and meet them organically, that would allow you to actually meet someone. Listen, I've been there where you are like sitting on your couch every fucking night and you're like, I just want to meet someone organically. I don't want to go on the date. Well, when's the last time you went to a bar alone? When's the last time that you went to a restaurant, maybe a restaurant bar alone and sat there and had a meal by yourself and looked very approachable and weren't on your phone? Start with that. When's the last time you went and did something that you like and didn't do it in your home? 
Like, do you like yoga? I personally can't relate to that, but do you like to go to workout classes? Put yourself in situations that you're getting more in public and you're giving yourself the opportunity to let that interaction happen. Here's something that also works and is way less intimidating than going to a bar solo mission. You plan a dinner with one of your friends. You call your friend, hi, we're meeting Thursday night, Chili's, be there, 9 p.m. What you're going to do is show up early, 8 p.m., maybe even a good 7.15, okay? And you're going to sit at the bar in a cute outfit with your makeup on, earrings, hair done, and you're going to wait for your friend. Watch the TV with the sports on, get a drink, put your fucking phone down, and make eye contact with all your fellow attractive chili patrons. Send someone a drink. Maybe it's even the fucking bartender. You have so many fucking options and you have nothing to lose. And if you're like, well, this is going to be awkward. No, your friend is literally going to be there to save you in like less than 40 minutes. So go all in. You will not feel like shit that you did your hair and you did your makeup and you went and you left and you got out of the house for what? Nothing. No, your friend is coming. You're going to have a great fucking friend dinner. Amazing. And you won't be feeling let down because you've got something to look forward to. Whether something comes of it or not, your friend is on the way. Hey, hey, hey. And hey, some fucking free salsa and, and chips at Chili's. Primo. Will you ever post pictures of you and your boyfriend? No. Because I enjoy having some type of like... I just feel like every time people post pictures on the internet, obviously it almost goes back to what I said on my like Photoshop episode or even the times I talk about the internet. There's just so much hate on the internet and like people just like wanting to like pick apart things. And I just like enjoy the fact that no one has a say on my relationship other than me, my boyfriend and my therapist. (laughs) Like the only thing that is affecting the way that I look at my relationship is my mind like there's nothing that I'm reading in my dms that's skewing my perception like I I even told you guys the other mini episode I thought my picture on my instagram looked amazing before I posted on instagram then I posted on instagram and I had a lot of different thoughts about it and I was insecure about it it's not even just about my boyfriend when you open certain things up to the public the public is intense no one's really coming at it always from a place of just like love and happiness it's always like some type of opinion or judgment and I respectfully like I don't want it because I don't have to have it if I was trying to like get more views back in the day in LA I would have like fake like everyone does trust me I wish I could expose all of them a lot of people are in fake relationships in LA that you see on the internet that you think are real relationships that's a miserable life to live faking a relationship so that you can be relevant or noisy or have people to like I'm not doing that so my relationship is a real relationship it means a lot to me and I'm not interested in anyone's opinions because think about it like love you guys but like what is the point of me posting photos on my Instagram with my boyfriend what would the point be I would urge everyone that is in a relationship to look inward because I know a lot of people um, that have like they follow their friends on social media and then 
you fought like you follow them back and you're posting with your partner because like you were at the winery this weekend and you guys took a great pic and like you're updating people on what you're doing with your lives amazing be mindful of why you're posting your significant other maybe some of you are trying to prove something you know maybe you started dating this guy and now you're like trying to basically post him because he's hot to get back at your ex are you posting it because you want your partner to start posting you like maybe you have a partner that refuses to post you and so you try to make them feel guilty like look I post you why don't you post me why are you hiding me that's an issue look at why you're posting certain things and what the motive is behind it I just think it's like it would be helpful and it would honestly help a lot of relationships I think that also goes for everything like are you posting with the the cool girl that you randomly took a picture with and like she barely knows your name, but you're tr- just trying to post it on your Instagram to what? Show that you're you're in the in crowd? Like, who am I doing this for? What is the point of this? I went through a period of that where like, I was like, oh my God. Like, I remember after all the fallout and everything, people were like, Alex is no friends. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. People think I don't have friends. I remember when I was living in New York and I had party friends. Everyone has those fucking party friends that like you go out with. And I knew that like these girls on social media were like pretty cool. Like they had like a good amount of followers and they were really pretty and they looked like they had a cool going out life. And at the time I had just gone through a breakup and I was feeling like insecure, like fuck, like he's going out and he's doing his thing. And like, I want him to know that I'm also going out. And so I started posting with these people that weren't even my fucking friends. And I would post them on my story because like this girl's hot and like she's got followers and like she's a model. If something happened to a family member of mine or something happened to me, I would never call that girl. I would never. Again, it's fun if you're like out and you post a story with someone and it's like it's organic. But like I was strategically making an effort to show that I was with this type of crowd. I mean, they were the had the best fucking party lives in New York City. And so I was like basically showing like, oh, I'm at those after parties and I'm here and it's I'm partying till 4 a.m. and blah, blah, blah. I was doing that because I was insecure and I was feeling shitty about my situation and myself because I realized what was really underneath that was me trying to prove to an ex-boyfriend that I was having a good time and that I was okay without him and that's okay to an extent but when it's like consuming you and you start to only go out just to post to show people that you're doing something like this doesn't even fucking matter like we're all the same We all are exhausted from this shit. We're all exhausted from social media. A lot of the shit we're doing is we're filming it in a way that makes it look cooler than it is. And we all know we do that. So acknowledge everyone else is doing that. We're all in on the gig. I I don't even remember what the fucking question was. It was basically like, oh, what will I ever post with my boyfriend? The answer is no. Okay, daddy gang, that is it for this week's mini. This was a big fucking week of call her daddy. There was a lot of content happening. I will be announcing the next guest and I believe the next guest also is going to be a two-part series. So daddy gang, you know the fucking drill. I will see you motherfucker. That's not how I do it. Daddy gang, you know the drill. I will see you fuckers on Wednesday. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Want $0 delivery fees? Try Dash Pass by DoorDash. Daddy gang, I love being home. I love to be cozy, comfortable, laying on the couch. I can't tell you how many times I need something, but I am 
too lazy to get up and get out of the house. And sometimes I need food or groceries, you name it. Dash Pass gets it delivered right to my door and yours too. It is only $9.99 a month. So I think it's a really good deal, Daddy Gang. So get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with Dash Pass. And new members get a 30-day free trial. Terms apply. Sign up today. This episode is brought to you by Monday Hair Care. Daddy Gang, nobody likes Mondays. Am I right? (laughs) We're all sobbing. We're all sobbing and we're barely getting out of bed on a Monday. But Monday Hair Care is here to flip the script with its award-winning formulas. No more bad hair days, daddy gang. Monday Hair Care is turning Mondays into a reason to celebrate good hair, which I love, thank God, with seven new products like a leave-in conditioner, dry shampoo, a curl line, and body wash. And daddy gang, every single thing is under $10. Yes. And the smell is to die for. Okay. I want my hair smelling like something that Matt wants to be engulfed in. I want him to come out to me and go, oh my God, you smell amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> what is that in your hair? So daddy gang, reclaim the week with Monday at all leading retailers. Visit mondayhaircare.com to find a stockist near you.